Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chick days. I'll tell you what, it was really great seeing pictures of Facebook friends showing off their bucks and does during the gun deer hunt. But the story for most people was that they walked away from deer camp empty-handed. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report. This year's deer harvest numbers are lower than average. Early data is showing us that nearly 174,000 deer were harvested, but Wisconsin DNR's benchmark is around 200,000 for the nine-day gun deer hunt. Deer program specialist Jeff Pritzel was one of the unlucky hunters, and he says there are a few factors that play into the lower harvest numbers. One is that hunters may have opted to go bow hunting earlier this fall. And second, hunters may have their freezers still full from the firearm harvest last year. I can pinpoint a few things. One is that when we just look from one year to the next, we had a double-digit increase last year. And so we're, if we're comparing just to last year, it's, it's not really apples to apples because, you know, we had the opposite effect last year. So this year is, is more of the, the equalizer, if you will, from, from that perspective. If we look at it from a longer-term average, it's not as far off. I, I guess in general what we've seen, the trend across the state, is the further north and the further west you went, the more challenging it was to get a deer this year, it would appear, at least during the gun season. The southern farmland zone really wasn't off all that much from last year, and that was the same for the central forest. It's the central farmland, the kind of the band that goes across the middle of Wisconsin, which we really kind of look at as the deer factory. That's where the most deer are. That's where the most numbers are generated. And so that central farmland generates the biggest piece of the pie as far as the harvest. And the, the western part of the state in that central farmland, you know, did seem to have some effect from last winter. But the, the real driver in terms of the decrease from last year and off the five-year average was really what we saw in antlerless deer harvest, not so much the buck harvest. And the buck harvest tends to trend a little more with deer population changes, but, but not directly. There's other hunter behavior and hunter selectivity influences going on in the, in the farmland, but the real driver to the decline was, was antlerless deer harvest was down. And interestingly, we've seen this fluctuation in antlerless harvest in the farmland now for the past four years, where we had a really healthy antlerless harvest in 2020, followed by a, a pretty significant drop in 21. And then last year, we had a real nice rebound. And then this year, a a drop again. Not real sure what's causing that, but one possibility might just be that there's a a freezer inventory effect that hunters that did shoot antlerless deer last year may still have some carryover venison in the freezer, so they're they're maybe less driven the, the subsequent year. If we see that happen next year, where the antlerless kill comes back up, that my theory will become stronger. The freezer inventory effect, not just from last year, Jeff, but also from earlier deer seasons, right? Like bow season. Tell me how archery plays a role in the numbers during gun deer hunt. One of the other thing we've seen over time is that although the gun deer season is still the, the biggest component of our deer harvest, it has it has lost some ground in its piece of the pie. As more and more deer hunters have taken up 
archery deer hunting and like to spend time deer hunting outside of the nine-day season. So it's even more important now to kind of wait until all the dust settles at the end of the, the season and account for the archery harvest as well as the firearm harvest. And we still have some seasons to go yet. And so it might be a year where we see some of this drop in the nine-day get made up for uh, especially in the southern half of the state uh, over the, the later seasons. And when we add in the archery harvest, taking a, a look at what we've seen so far in archery harvest, the buck harvest over those two months we've had so far really is, is only 2% off. Again, would suggest that it, this isn't really just about deer populations. It's about opportunity and conditions and, and hunter harvest choices that they're making. This is something we talked about in the past where the archery is seeing strength among deer hunters. This is really an ongoing trend for 30 years. And as opportunities have increased to pursue deer and the chances going all the way back to the 1990s and early 2000s, it, it inspired more people to, to you know, want to deer hunt more often and look outside of just the nine-day season. And then more recently, you know, we've, we've just that continue to grow in interest and to the point now where over half of our deer hunting population purchases an archery license you know so they're hunting more than just the nine-day season and, and we know that hunters in general successful hunters have you know a kind of a somewhat of a cap or a limit in terms of on average how many deer they're going to harvest and that usually is somewhere in the neighborhood of 1.3 to 1.5 deer and so if they hunt in the archery season and they're successful, they're less incentivized to take a deer during the nine-day season as well. And that, that especially relates to bucks. A lot of that archery hunting is pursued because it does provide an opportunity to, you know, maybe fill a buck tag earlier in the year. And, and archers tend to not carry their weight when it comes to antlerless deer harvest. It is skewed more towards bucks. And so we really do depend on the gun season to accomplish that antlerless deer harvest that's that's really important in the, the farmland zones in the state. And so that's, at this point, one concern this year is, like I said, a big portion of that drop this year was in antlerless harvest. And um, that you know, that may be something of a, a concern that we'll, we'll consider at the end of all the seasons if, if indeed this trend continues. When the DNR is concerned about deer population, what do those conversations look like when it comes to preventing that population growth when the hunting season's over? The opportunities to um, have hunting seasons and, and permits issued to hunters is shaped by state statute and state administrative code. And so we're, we're bound by those laws and rules. And we work with county deer advisory councils annually to take stock in where things are at and what the options are you know, going forward. Those options are, or tools, if you will, are, are somewhat limited by what we can do within the bounds of statute and administrative code. It'll feed discussions down the road as we talk about what do things look like five to 10 years from now in terms of, you know, is there room and time to make some changes? So, you know, we look forward to in the future continuing to work with the public to assess how things are working and, and what some potential changes that 
you know, could be made in the future. And as Jeff Pritzel alluded to earlier, don't forget that you have more deer seasons ahead of you. The antlerless season, the holiday hunts and the muzzleloader season, for example. You can find the specific dates for these hunts in your area at the Wisconsin DNR's website. Jeff Pritzel is the deer program coordinator with the state DNR. Speaking to the numbers that show deer harvests during the nine-day gun deer hunt this year are lower than average. So he encourages you to get back out there for the seasons later this year. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff.